0: Welcome back to Secondhand Therapy. Uh, We want to remind you that we are not therapists or experts or anything like that. We are just two guys going
1: through it. Yeah. This is not a substitute for therapy. This Mm. is not professional advice. This is not psychological advice. Thank you. Play the music now. Enjoy the show. All right. This is not new information. Okay. Okay. All right. right. Now, I struggle to cry. Okay. You? This is what I don't need. (laughs) This is what I don't need. Right. And we know that. And we know that. Now, I my therapist submitted a hypothesis to me Mm. that I am afraid of big emotions. Crying would fall into that. (sighs) <sighs> and then we were talking about, um, cause she does a lot of parts work mm-hmm. and we were talking about my protectors and that she thinks my protectors tend to, <sighs> their intention is to make my big feelings feel smaller. And I was like, yeah, duh. But then she kind of explained it to me as, um, you're, are, well, one, emotions, you don't feel emotions in your head. Like, emotions are in your body. Like, they are a literal feeling. Mm. And most people, when you have an emotion and you're feeling something, you try to figure out what you're feeling. And that's when you start intellectualizing. So you start thinking about what you're feeling and trying, put a, trying to put a name to it. But essentially, yeah, my protectors are making my big emotions feel smaller. And the goal with emotions isn't to not feel them or to make them feel smaller. The goal with emotions is to feel safe while you experience them. Mm. And I think that big emotions... For some reason, make me feel unsafe.
0: Does that carry over from? I mean, it has to carry over from childhood, right?
1: I yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, because um, we we were also talking about um, emotional learning versus um, just like intellectual learning, mm-hmm. like. <clears throat> You know, as a kid, you touch the stove, the stove's hot. You learn, don't touch that, it's hot. Whereas emotional learning, you express an emotion or fear to your caregiver and you are rejected. That's emotional learning. You learn, I express fear, I get rejected, that makes me feel shame. Um, So somewhere back along the line, I experienced emotional learning to the, that was if i show big emotions essentially what we figured out is i'm going to feel judged mm. so now i find it very hard to be deeply vulnerable especially with people who are close to me because i think i'm going to they're going to judge me for how I'm feeling.
0: Hmm. So how do, what are the exercises to work on this, just to be more open with those
1: that you feel safe with? Um, I don't know that there are exercises. I think it's facing those past instances and past traumas and understanding why... Um, you know, my caregiver would have reacted in a way that I felt judged or shamed and understanding that those reactions weren't my fault. Mm. That, you know, my caregiver was my mother and, you know, not to demonize my mom. She's a human being as well. Right. And, um, yeah, there might've been a moment that felt huge to me and I went to her and she is working three jobs and she's exhausted. And She goes, Louie, just, just go to bed. It's fine. Because that's a, no, that's a pretty normal reaction, yeah. but a child doesn't understand. A child feels this big, huge emotional thing is going to their mother and is being rejected. Mm. So I just have to find those moments that have installed this software in me and just understand that you know, even though she was doing her best, she didn't do the right thing for me. And it's not to blame her. It's She's a human, whatever. But I need to find those moments and just understand that they're okay. And when I feel those things now, I'm not going to have the same reaction from whoever I'm talking to now. And it's not going to feel the same. And I can handle it differently. Yeah. And just, yeah, basically finding that whatever software created that and um, doing some patchwork on it, I guess
0: yeah it really is like that old virus wear for like windows when it would like you'd see it go line by line and then it would like you'd see a red X and then it would keep going keep going and you'd be like oh you have three viruses I'm not that old <laughs> no clue what you're talking about you never had McAfee yeah
1: you need McAfee for your for your feelings God. yeah we love we love a good bit <laughs> When I'm sharing my... I'm bit. telling you. I'm literally like, talking about, hey, I pour out my feelings and I get judged, and you react with a software bit. It really feels that way,
0: though. Like, to go back through and figure out where these errors are and correct them.
1: Okay. Anything else?
0: Listen, I I know that you're uncomfortable right now. I am. This is a safe space. And I'm no, not it's a, not, because you, not did a software, you did a
1: software bit. I don't feel attacked. I feel like you're a dumbass.
0: Okay. Well,
1: here's 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 one for you, Socrates. <laughs> so, how does correcting hold on hold on, hold on, oh. hold on. Socrates? Not Socrates. He wasn't a soccer player. Okay. Socrates. Good, Go Mr. Socks.
0: Uh, how does correcting your childhood trauma affect the way that you feel nowadays with the judgment? I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Oh, Okay, so back to my software bit When you had McAfee, right? It would just like highlight every once in a while And then you could like choose to do it or not And So is that what you're kind of doing? You're choosing which ones to repair?
1: No Any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dumb bitch <laughs> What? I want people to know that you came in hot today Because you fucked with my tripod yesterday Yeah and mm-hmm. I had to, yeah, I don't know, dude mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm having real high anxiety today It's not your fault <sighs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I I feel anxious today Yeah I feel very anxious, I feel very on edge I don't know why, nothing happened Literally before we got here I <laughs> was laying in my bed And I got dressed And I came out here Nothing happened Came in hot <sighs> Yeah, I'm having a mismatched <laughs> very, nervous very system reaction because I'm anxious as fuck and I have no idea why. So yeah, I am being hard on you and I'm sorry for that. It's okay. But if you do another dumbass bit, the podcast is over. Oh, I'm just kidding, it's I, I not can't over. Wait. Uh, yeah, so I can't cry. Oh, dude, you know what else I figured out? Hmm. So we were talking about all this... Um, like uh you know, I mean not being able to cry and big emotions and all that. And my therapist asked me, if I feel like it's becoming easier to open up with her now that she and I have built rapport and we have a yeah. better connection and stronger and things like that. No, it feels harder. Now that she and I have a connection, we know each other better, I find it harder to open up to her. And that's the opposite of how therapy should be going. I'd rather open up to a stranger and then never have to see them again. The idea of being connected to her and then like pouring my heart out and crying and then having to see her in seven days. (laughs) Nah. Do you think she's keeping score or something? Uh, No, I just, I don't know. I would rather do it with a stranger, pour my guts out, ball my eyes out and then never see them again. But that's not how it works. Yeah, I'm broken. I'm broken. Do you feel easier to open up to your therapist now that you've spent more time with her? Absolutely, the it's I- easier.
0: Yeah, and the idea of starting oh, over with my. somebody new or a new therapist or whatever, and and doing all that again—like, I don't want to talk to a
1: stranger. See that I can really—I don't want to start over. I want to start on level ten with a stranger. That's what's appealing. I want to have a brand new therapist, have a five-hour session, dump all the worst shit I can think of, and then never talk to them again. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds ideal. What do you call that? Is that autism?
0: <laughs> I don't know what that is. But it's... It has to be. It's it's linked to the judgment. Yeah. But... Let's go worst case scenario. This person you, you open up to this person. Worst case scenario is they do judge you. They go, Oh, this guy's a crybaby. Now what? Now there's not now there's no power in that. There's no there's nothing there. Whether
1: they think that or not. You know what's crazy is the worst case scenario you can think of was that I'm a crybaby. Well, what are they gonna say? Oh, Get the fuck me, out of my shoot office. Me in the head.
0: Or something. You think your therapist is going to pull out a gun. Oh, if we're talking about you in your head. (laughs) Worst
1: case scenario is she drops me as a patient. That's worst case. Like I pour my heart out and then I get a call. Hey, she can't see you again. That's worst case. Is that what you're afraid of, though? No, that's not. Like, I this is the difference between emotional learning and logical. Logically, that makes no sense. Of course, she's not going to do that. But for some reason. Like, that doesn't feel like a real possibility, but it what feels like a real possibility is, like, if I do get deep with her or whatever, as soon as I leave and close the door, she's like, oh, fuck. And then, like, she doesn't know what to do. And then, like, maybe it's too much and she can't handle it. And then next week's a panic. And she's like, I don't know. yeah, Maybe it's too much for even her. And she's a pro. And then I, oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. She can't handle it. How could I possibly handle it? I just don't want to know the truth. Maybe that's it.
0: This, 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 this all is leading back to that feeling that you expressed about going to your mother with something and her kind of abandoning you. And it's all coming back cool. to this abandonment of what if I share with my friends and they don't want to be my friend no, anymore? What if I share with my therapist and she stops seeing me? What if I, it, and it, com, it keeps coming back to what if they can't handle me? All right. And? (laughs) (laughs) What I'm thinking is, like, do you feel that the weight you are carrying is too heavy for others to handle? That you are too much of something for
1: them to put up with, for lack of a better term? Not consciously. No, I don't think that. But I also, like... You know how you you thought you were like super chill forever? Mm -hmm. I truly feel like I'm like, shit's not that bad. Like I feel pretty okay. Yeah. But then I go to therapy and, you know, I go in the room and I talk to my younger self and I have a panic attack. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it just, I'm sure the root of it is that, like, con- like more on the surface, it's like, oh, I don't know if they can handle it. But I'm sure that I'm scared I can't handle it. Or that it's worse than I think. Mm. And that, like, once I open that door, it's going to be
0: unmanageable. And that's why your protectors are being overprotective. Because they feel the same thing about, like, once this door opens, like, we can't protect
1: you anymore. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so they just try to, you know, make all the big feelings smaller. So... Cause like that's how I was raised, you know. Like shit goes down, shit happens. It's like, all right, well, let's figure it out. What do we do? Like, let's let's figure it out. It like it was never stop and figure out what you're feeling and feel what you're feeling and deal. It was just like, okay, it happened. Move on. Clock's still ticking. We got shit to do. Like, figure it out. Mm. So, a broken. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, man. She did tell me we don't have to go in the room anymore, though. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah.
0: You've talked her out of that, huh?
1: No, I was telling her, um, like, specific memories, and one of them was, um, I don't know that I was afraid of the dark, but I was always, like, afraid to sleep in my room alone. And it wasn't the dark, I don't know what it was I don't remember But like if I would go to my mom's room and try to s- sleep in there She would always send me back to bed And my therapist was like Oh no wonder you're scared of being in the room alone Facing things, and I was like Hey, maybe that is it <laughs> Yeah. So she's like, okay, we don't have to do the room anymore She's like, we'll, f- we'll find different ways to do that kind of stuff I was like, okay, that helps So <sighs> Yeah, dude I don't fucking know, man it's kind of defeating this week. Yeah? Yeah. How so? I don't know, dude. I felt like I was kicking the shit out of therapy for so long. I was doing so good. I come on here, yeah. fucking school you, and then I go <laughs> in there this week, and I'm just like, I come out feeling like a fucking mess, and I can't understand myself, and it's just like, it's defeating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no resolve. She kept reminding me. She's like, this is the work like i always thought of going to therapy was the work mm. but it's like no facing these feelings and like these moments feeling like therapy being defeating like that's the work and going back next week when you feel like you that's the last thing you want to do cuz last week was so fucking hard like that's the work not it's not just showing up showing up's just the first step and uh that sucks dude therapy's fucking hard so yeah. What'd you talk about this week? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts for me? Or analyses? I'm i I'm still uh, trying to
0: think of different ways that you could work on this in little chunks because it doesn't feel like... The, the only way that you're going to overcome it is to face it, right? And the only way to face it is to keep it lighting that... Lightening that load, so uh, I think you have to work on sharing with others and being vulnerable with others when you can um and yeah don't wanna you know it, yeah,, you know what I mean, yeah,, but again, like that I don't know how else it changes. I don't know how else you get through it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, you just have
1: to keep doing it. And you have to find peace in that discomfort. And, you know, with that, I'm sure comes bravery. And, yeah, it just, like, just feels defeating right now. You know, I just felt like I was doing so well.
0: But you are still doing well. Yeah, but I, I know because, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like progress, but, like, you go to the gym, you know this. Like, you're not going to go a couple days a week for a couple weeks and then be like, oh, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, it takes time. It takes progress. And every time you go, it's building towards something. Yeah. And it's just like that. You discovered this new thing. Great. You have a new workout. Cool.
1: Yeah, but I don't I'm di I tired of working out, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I fucking get it. I fucking get it. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it sucks when you yeah, you, you have that feeling of 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 like you've more understanding and like you're killing it and then this new thing comes up that you're like, "Oh, fuck." Yeah. There's this whole other thing I fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm It's been the last six months for me. (laughs) Every few weeks, I'm like, oh, cool, this new thing. Yeah. Fuck. What's your new shit? Mm, Buddy, I'm still on (laughs) people-pleasing. Dog, (laughs) I... You didn't fix it yet, huh? No. (laughs) I did have an epiphany, though.
1: Okay. We love epiphanies here.
0: Yeah, I was... uh, I recently did some work and worked with some folks and
1: uh, talking professionally. Yes. Okay.
0: And, um, they weren't as organized as I was and this and that. And there was like some friction there about what they were asking for and what I was, you know, whatever. Um, and then when I was thinking back and talking to my therapist about the experience, I was worried that they weren't going to use me again. When in actuality, I don't know if I'm going to work with them again. Mm -hmm. And so I'm applying that to a lot of things in my life, Thinking, looking back through past relationships or friendships where you fight so hard for something, as a people pleaser, I fight so hard for something to remain likable, to remain in their lives, or remain in their good standards or memories, when really I don't want anything to fucking do with them. Mm Mm-hmm. So why am I fighting so hard for things that I don't want to be a part of and I need to learn how to let go of those people in those situations and stop fighting so hard and worrying so much about if I'm in their good standings and worry more so if they're in my good standings. Do Do they get to be a part of my life? And I've never looked at it that way. I've never thought about like, again, it's like when we were talking about relationships and a few weeks ago and, you know, it's like, well, what do you want in a relationship? I don't know. Ask her. You know what I mean? Like, babe, what do I want in a relationship? I don't know. And Nobody's ever asked me that. I've never thought of myself in that way, uh, what I want. And that's kind of the same thing I'm, I'm noticing in the people pleasing in these different relationships, both professionally and, and friendships and all these things. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You get to be a part of my life just as much as I'm a part of yours. It should mm-hmm. matter to me. And it never has? It never has. So how do you make it matter now? Work on the value of myself recognizing the value of what i have, what i bring to the table, what i'm capable of and really believing in that value. coming and changing from that that stance of like just happy to be here to no, i deserve to be here. i do good work. this is what i do. and coming to the table like that and and if if you want to work with me great. i do all this cool shit. check it out. you're not interested? great. Or you don't, you don't have your shit together or like we're not vibing or whatever. That's okay. I'm still going to do cool shit. I know that the stuff that I do is valuable and that I bring value. And if you don't want a part of that, okay. How do you map that in your personal relationships? <sighs> Being honest with yourself and really taking stock of your values and morals and, you know, your, your non-negotiables and thinking about like who I am as a person and what I bring to the table in relationships as well and friendships and believing in that. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I bring this, I bring that. And if they don't want to be my friend, well, that's their loss. Cause I'm X, Y, and Z. You believe that yet? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I just learned it last week yeah. <laughs> or this week. So like I'm, How far off does that feel, like believing that? Centuries away. I think in my next life, I'll have it. Yeah, (laughs) that far. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in recent weeks, what has helped me is mixing up my circle a little bit more and spending time with other people or new people here and there and having the feedback, especially new people that meet me and spend time with me, the initial feedback has been great. And it's good to hear because I, I didn't realize how beaten down I was uh, in the last year. And when, what do you mean beaten
1: down? What are you talking about?
0: Like down on myself, like not knowing my value, not, you know, um, um, in past relationships, uh, I was kind of, it left me kind of second guessing a lot of things about myself, both personality wise, drive wise, physical look wise, like all of these things. Um, and I was still pretty low and I didn't realize it. Mm. And then when new people meet you, they, that's just it it's it's brand I'm brand new you know what I mean they don't know they don't have all these kind of stipulations and things put on me yet. They're seeing me in a different perspective, a perspective that nobody else in my life has seen me and I think that's important every once in a while to get some fresh eyes on you and really get that feedback of oh, this person that doesn't know all the shit that i think about myself, all this bad shit that i th- feel about myself. They don't know any of that. They're coming to it with fresh eyes and they're seeing something completely different and they're reporting back to you like I love the way you're x y and z and you're like, "Oh. Thanks." And it makes it builds you back up
1: again. Does it? Yes, you don't I don't know. I feel like in my mind, they would be like, yeah, you just don't know me yet.
0: No, I think because you have to.
1: Do you think they'll eventually learn those things about you that they don't know yet? Yes, but it doesn't
0: matter. Because it's already. The buildup has already happened. Those coins have already been cashed in, you know what I mean? Like, So why is it different with a new person versus someone who's already in your life? Because you have, you have this, you have all these narratives and stories attached to you. And it makes you feel differently about yourself. And when someone sees you in a new way. It kind of gives you a new perspective on these old stories and old narratives. I know you talk to like one new person a year. So. <laughs> no, I just what
1: I'm hearing is how much stock you put into what other people think of you.
0: Yes, that is part of it for sure. It shouldn't be. Well, yeah, that's the easy answer, right? Like, well, it's not an answer. It's just what well, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks of you. I think I think it has to matter. Why? Because if it's just up to you, you can manipulate it any way you want it to be. And that's not fair.
1: Or you could be honest with yourself and understand that you're imperfect and love yourself even with your imperfections, regardless of what anybody else thinks.
0: Yes, but sometimes you don't know what you need to work on.
1: Yeah, you do. You just have to be honest with yourself.
0: You're
1: going to work on something because someone else told you to work on it?
0: That's, yeah, maybe somebody that's people pleasing. Maybe somebody points out something you don't see. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying to change yourself for others. That's I not don't what I'm think saying. you are.
1: I think that you yes base your value and your mm-hmm. strengths on what other people see in you, rather than what you see in you. Yeah, because I see shit. That's what you need to be working on. Instead of surrounding yourself with new people who don't see your flaws and getting that ego boost, maybe work on looking at yourself and not seeing shit. You're chasing these quick hits again. I I agree.
0: But I will counterpoint that and say that I think feedback's important from others. Whether you... Take it or not Or how much stock You put in it I think that Definitely feedback Is important from others Hmm. In shaping Everything about How you feel about yourself And all that stuff
1: But why is that feedback Why is that the catalyst for you? Oh buddy
0: I have had a life of seeking approval. hmm And it's hard to break that chain. hmm Um, we talked about this this week was this duality that I grew up with, where at home I was very spoiled and very loved and all these things for my mother. I could do no wrong and like spoiled, overly loved, right? But with strangers, like when I would go to school or out in public or whatever, I would have to fight for approval. I would have to fight for validation. I would have to earn my keep in the social world. And so I had this competing duality growing up of this endless love versus uh, fighting to be seen. And I think I still carry a little bit of that with me. I mean, obviously I do. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we did Honestly. it, guys. <laughs> we figured it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was nothing but seen at home and then
1: invisible in public. Why was that a problem, do you think? Because I liked being seen. So you got it at home, and then it wasn't enough when you left. You needed more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, always need more. I need more. Yeah. So when's enough enough? Mm,
0: buddy, I don't know. I've been. I'm really trying to, especially since not performing as much, letting go of that, letting go of the chase. And that's also something we talked about this week was – letting go of the chase and starting to attract. Hmm. That's a big change for me. What are you trying to attract? I need to make a list of things that are valuable and important to me and things that are things that I am looking for in life and in friendships and romantic endeavors and all these things. And that's what I need to be working on attracting and not chasing. And things that I have, again, with the people-pleasing, I really don't even know what I value because I will suffer in silence instead of speaking up for what I want or need. And it's time for me to make a list of things that I want or need. Have you done that? A little bit. What's on it? I don't know if I want to share, man.
1: Okay, you don't have to. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but you know what's funny? It's so easy for me to, because I sat down to make this list the other day. I will share this. It is so much easier for me to pick out things that I need or want in my career or my professional life Mm -hmm. than it is for me in my personal or romantic life. I listed 10 things easily professionally that I would like to do this year or need to do this year. And like a goal list and things like that. Like these, these are the, this is what we're going after. And it took me forever to think of anything for my personal life or for my romantic relationships. Why do you think that is? I have been somebody who has just been geared towards chasing it my whole Mm. life. Since I was 19, I have been trying to get on stage. I've been trying to get out there. I've been especially coming up in a time where uh, you were kind of judged on your worth as a comedian on how many weeks you were working in a year and so i fought and fought and fought until i was doing 48 weeks a year on the road and i thought that that was like some kind of accomplishment and it sure it was but like everything else fell to the weight everything else suffered Mm -hmm. it's hard to have a life when you're (laughs) touring 48 weeks a year yeah um It's hard to give yourself romantically to somebody when you're touring 48 weeks a year. It's hard to do anything when you're doing that. And so... And I think, I mean, obviously, I know that's where a lot of my bitterness comes from now with letting go of comedy and kind of that lifestyle and everything. You and I have talked about this many times where I feel like I have given so much to it. And... Not got a, a whole lot back.
1: I've done some great things. Not it's never enough though. It's not enough. Never enough. It's not enough. It's never gonna be enough for you. Yeah. Yeah. I have a different theory. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's easier for you to list out <clears throat> the professional things because those are all things other people can see. Mm. I think that's more important to you. Mm. Those are all things you can share, and people can applaud, and people can validate you for you. Get double validation. Not only did you accomplishment,
0: all
1: right? Then people get to tell you how good you are for doing. You get a nice little good boy. Yeah, yeah. I oh, would love to be a good boy. I know you would. Oh,
0: I love to be a good boy.
1: Yeah. But you don't per- like you, you don't like being sins. a good boy. And your personal shit's just for you. I used to. I don't give a fuck anymore. It is nice. It's very nice to hear get a good job or proud of you or like, yeah, that's great, but it doesn't mean anything. It would mean way more if I could be proud of myself.
0: How did you make that or did you make that shift or have you always been that way about others' validation and, and, and
1: things like that? Like I think I'm just less stubborn than you yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's it dude right? i did you remember when i was when I was in finance yeah like I was bro i climbed the ladder, i was the youngest at my position for like three positions in a row i like I was the fucking man yeah, and I was so miserable i hated it, made great money, very successful bought a house when i was twenty one I was fucking miserable, i hated it. Hey, do my job. You, it, you've you been doing it, what, 20 years? You still can't figure it out. I'm just less stubborn than you. That's all. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Do
0: you remember a time when you decided to let go of that? Grief. Yeah. changed my whole outlook on life. Do you think if that didn't happen you would still be in
1: the chase? Yeah. 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 That was the catalyst. I lost the person I love most in the world. She wasn't she wasn't supposed to go anywhere. Yeah. And um Yeah, it was weird. Like the grief of it was all one thing, and then your job, you know. Okay, you get five days bereavement. Yeah. It's like, okay. I've given like you with comedy, you gave so fucking much and get enough back. I gave so I made you so much fucking money, so much more than you ever paid me, and I get five days bereavement. Dude, eat my whole cock. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I? Why would I ever go back to that world? I don't need that. Hmm. Um, and you know when that happened, I was living in a house that I owned, and I drove a nice, blacked-out SUV with the big black rims, and yeah. I had all that. None of that made me feel better. It was just a fucking house and a car. So it just it was yeah that that was a catalyst of like all these things I've been chasing don't mean anything. I just wanted to do things that I enjoy doing. And yeah, so I came out here, pursued filmmaking. Now I have a very successful podcast with my best friend and making way less money. Making I'm making, I have not made, I have not had income in four years. Yeah, I've been living off of savings and investments and I live on a very tight budget and I'm broke as shit but I don't wake up and go to a job that stresses me the fuck out just to come home and dread going back the next day. Yeah. I will be broke and I will live tight and I will give up a lot of luxuries that I had because I have so much more freedom now and freedom to me is worth so much more than anything material, any accomplishment, anything because with freedom I can find peace and freedom. And that's worth more than anything to me. Hmm.
0: I have something for you. Okay.
1: Like a present? Oof. No. I don't want it. What is it?
0: Did you feel safe sharing things with her? Oh, man.
1: <sighs> Honestly? Yeah. I don't remember.